Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Welcome back to 3Talk, currently 2Talk, as the lovely Susie's baby is due very, very soon. So the last podcast, we discussed dating yourself in preparation for dating. Today, we're going to discuss how to develop a loving relationship. This is not always easy, but it is possible, but it does take a lot of thought and consideration. Divorce rates in the world are very high, and I think it's maybe an area we do not consider enough. We often have the belief if we are with the right person, it should be okay, but that necessarily isn't actually the case. We do need to work on it. So Meredith Hansen says, all strong relationships have three things in common. She's a psychologist and a relationship expert. Trust, commitment, and vulnerability. I would like to add connection. The longest study ever to find out what makes people happy was a 75-year-long Harvard grant study. In 2003, Robert Waldinger, Harvard psychiatrist, became the fourth person to run it. The conclusion was those satisfied in their relationships were happier and healthier. It was that simple. So guys, worth putting the work in. He recently gave a TED Talk on it that has been viewed more than 6.5 million times since November 2015. So worth a view, I think. Perhaps it sounds cheesy, but we're ultimately here to love and to be loved. Love leads to our ability to put our trust in life and the confidence to tackle our goals. Therefore, if we fill our lives with warm, rich relationships, all the good stuff, career success, prestige, finance, adventure, will more than likely follow. So what do you think about relationships, Lucia? I think relationships are hard work in the sense that I think we've all grown up with the fairy tale that you're going to find your prince charming or your princess and it will be the happily ever after, right? That's what Disney kind of shown us but there was never a what if or what happened after the happily ever after and how do you sustain that happily ever after kind of jokingly um, and I'm sure you you and, and you guys listening would have heard that before it's been said that Disney and porn have damaged relationships quite badly <laughs> and in a way I do agree because as women broadly speaking we tend to think it all stops with the happily ever after once you get Prince Charming, that's what you get. And guys think, and again, this is broadly speaking, that, you know, having passionate sex in every single corner of the house or the world, so to speak, it is what is to be expected after you find the right one. And that is not true. I mean, in a relationship, you're going to have up and downs, you're going to have sex, and you're going to have periods where you're not going to have sex or you're not going to have it as frequently as you want it. And it is hard when you come and face those. And it is difficult to accept that what you have seen in the movies is not what is happening in real life. But I agree with you. I think relationships take a lot of vulnerability, a lot of connection, a lot of communication, and a lot of understanding of yourself and each other. I think it's very much to do with what relationship we've seen in our parents as well. For example, 
But when I felt I found the right person, I thought I did have the perfect ideal romantic love. And I'm a romantic. I didn't believe it should be challenging. And after 22 years together, I've learned sometimes the hard way that relationships are challenging. And we all bring a lot of our own beliefs and baggage. And this depends, as I said before, on our role models, life experiences, and early programming. For me, my parents seemingly had an amazing relationship. My dad adored my mum and basically did what she wanted. (laughs) Well, this is what I perceived. In later years, I realized this is actually not the case. They had a very balanced relationship. But due to my perception before I got married, I expected the same in my husband. This was an absolute disaster, as you can imagine, because that meant he always had to make me feel good. I thought he was lucky to have me. Whoops. Good for me. Obviously not good for him. You can kind of see this picture emerging. It's not suitable or sustainable for a relationship. And this led to many arguments and power battles because always someone's needs weren't being met. And what I've realized now that a relationship is a relay, as in the word relationship, you have to give and take and you have to take account of the other person's feelings, thoughts, needs. It's not a battle to protect ego. It's not that one person has the power. It's about trying to navigate life together and make the best life you can together. And that is, like you said earlier, about really understanding yourself and understanding each other. You know, you made a good point there. There's two ways I see a relationship. It's obviously, as you grow up, what you witness and what is coming from your role models is somehow where you expect a relationship to be, which sometimes is not necessarily the right thing or not what you need or want in a relationship. So I would say do that as a first step when you are in a relationship and you're seeing some challenges. So kind of check back as to what you were seeing in the relationship and what have you seen before and check those needs and that balance because sometimes that is all it is. You know, it's not that you're not happy in the relationship, it's that you would expect in the relationship to be something that is not. So check on that. And then, yes, the other thing is there is a lot of togetherness. And I think in this day and age, we operate as individuals and we are kind of seeing everywhere that is all about the me and how do I feel, what do I want. And a relationship is about us. What do we want? What do we expect? How are we going to make this work? And yes, I mean, by saying this, I'm not saying lose your individuality or your persona when you get in a relationship because that is danger. That could be disaster zone. So you need to still be yourself and have space for yourself. But it is the understanding that a relationship, it goes in two ways. So you need to understand the other, each other. You need to care about each other and want to help each other. I think it's, you know, it's a way of saying it's team building. Things are done together. And when you're not running up the same hill, things can go difficult. Things can be, you know, can go askew. And that's that's a lot to do with us and how much effort we're putting into this relationship and also I would say we live in a fast-paced world is instant recognition instant awards like I want a burger it's a CC is going to deliver or whatever it is and I get I got it on my door five minutes later and we are used to think that that's the way the world works and it really isn't not when it comes to relationships 
it's not about giving up when the first hurdle comes up. You need to stop, you need to think, and you need to fight for what you want. And if you're in a love relationship that is worth fighting for, you can't throw the towel at the first challenge. You need to stand up. You need to fight for that. And there is a lot in there as well where people think like, oh, this is hard. I'm just going to give up. Yeah, I think, you know, going back to what we said last time, if you've got the same values, then you know it's worth working on because you've got the right foundation. If someone's got completely different values than you, then you do have to question whether you're in the right relationship. So let's consider we are in the right relationship and we're going to kind of give you eight ways today to create that true intimacy and find true happiness in your relationship. So the first one is to use relationships to teach you how to be whole within. So relationships aren't about having another person complete you, but coming to the relationship whole and sharing your life together. What happens in a relationship are they are mirrors. What this means is that others are simply reflecting parts of you back to you. So it gives you an opportunity to see yourself and ultimately grow. The qualities you must admire in others are your own and same goes for those qualities you dislike. To change anything in your relationship, be the change you want to see. So if you want your partner to be more loving, be more loving. If you want your partner to be more patient, be more patient. So again, it's very much what we were saying earlier about that, really seeing the other person's needs as well as your own. We were mentioning it on on last week's episode, if if you've uh, listened to that already, it was about dating yourself. And yes, it is a very important point is when you come to the relationship, you need to be as a whole within you. You need to bring to the table what you expect your partner to bring to the table. Because I think when you're expecting that other half, so to speak, to fill in the gaps, then that's when the relationships start not to work. And I'm not saying you need to be perfect at everything. Of course, as I said before, it is about teamwork. So maybe where you're not so good at, your partner can be. And that's great. That's how relationships work and evolve together. But I think in the grounds, in the basics, the values, you need to come with the work done. You cannot expect your other half to just make you happy because you're unhappy. You need to be happy yourself and build on that happiness together. Yeah, so that leads nicely into the second way. See your partner for who he or she really is. The romantic treachery occurs when you view the person you're in love with as a symbol of what they've come to represent, so kind of an idea of them. When you realise that more often than you're not, you don't really know your partner, you begin to discover who they really are. So you're not asking your partner. Lots of people say, well, I thought they would change when I, when I married them or you know, after you know, when they fall deeply in love with me. People can grow to a better version of themselves, but they're not necessarily going to change their values of who they are. So be really, really honest and really think about who they are and really get to know them as a person. What do they need? What do they want? How do they want to grow? What aims and goals have they got for life and how are you fulfilling it together? Again, I think that taps onto everything that we were saying and you're right, when, how many of us have not heard of, of set ourselves even at some point in our lives, like, oh, I thought he would change or she would change. And yes, you will change and he or she will change because we are human beings. We are constantly evolving. But as we said, the grounds, the values, the basics, that's not going to change. So 
if you want someone that is kind and generous and the person you're dating is more sort of self-centered and a bit more selfish that you would want them to be, that's just not going to change. That is who the person is at its core. So do not expect that person to be changing because like, you know, that is like telling a tree to be a flower. It's a tree, not a flower. Yeah. And that leads us on being willing to learn from each other. Point three, relationships are a mirror and you learn from the reflection. So when you feel upset, rather than blame your partner and point fingers, remain awake to what has yet wrong with you. Why do you feel in pain? You know, what we said before, you know, if your partner decides they want to do something after work and it's not with you, don't instantly see it as a rejection that there's something wrong with you. It might be that they need to talk to their co-workers about what's happening at work, something you wouldn't really understand because you're not really involved in it. So don't take things, like we said last week, too personally. Try and think of the bigger picture. Yeah, I think there's a sense of, again, looking at the bigger picture, but also, as you were saying, is learning from each other. I mean, personally speaking, I cannot tell you the amount of things that my partner has taught me over the years and I keep learning from him on a daily basis. Like, honestly, I stop and think and I look back and I'm like, gosh, he's actually made me a better person. And that is one thing that I think nourishes our relationship on a daily basis because we do have that constant learning from each other and we do it from kindness and we do it from good heartness if that is even a word yeah we know that we are flawed but we're willing to put it put the effort in and we're willing to recognize where we're weak and help each other to improve that and make us better it's tapping on that third point of learning from each other but it's also about on the fourth which is get comfortable with being alone so that as we said, there's a lot of work that needs to be done from a self perspective. And that means being introspective, looking in and understanding who we are and being alone with ourselves because there's the only way that you're going to get to know yourself to be able to get to know someone else better. Yeah, and I think that leads into point number five. You know, when you do disagree, because you are going to disagree, that's part of being in a relationship. You're not two exactly the same people with two exactly the same opinions. Otherwise, that would be strange as well. You are going to have some separateness and you are going to fight. But couples that fight over and over again and then kind of do this makeup, makeup, this is kind of creating drama. So they're kind of continuing this romantic trance. And it's kind of avoiding real intimacy. So getting to the bottom of why they're doing that. If you become aware of what you fear about intimacy, you have a better sense of why you're fighting and like the fight, you know, you'll fight less. Are you scared of getting hurt? So you don't love fully. You know, you have to love fully to have that real intimacy. And that means about letting your guard down. And lots of people, even when they've been married five, 10 years, still have a guard up, still have this protection. But if you want that true intimacy, you've got to be vulnerable. Yeah, but I think like, you know, that is true. You need to be vulnerable. But I think we all come from, we all have a baggage. We all have been hurt before. And there is a lot of resistance and not wanting to be hurt again. But truth is, when you find the right person, you're not going to be hurt again. 
yes, you're going to have fights because that's just the way the world goes. And you're not going to be in agreement with every single thing that you do. But that's how you learn. That's how you make it stronger. And that's how you become more resilient. You need to be prepared for the fight, but understand that the fight is something to move forward, not something to be hurt in you. And bringing it to a personal level, my partner and I, we do fight. We have disagreements. But again, we come from a place of love. We come from a place of understanding and from a place of we want to make this better. So instead of throwing, you know, the things at each other and toys out of the pram, we make an effort to understand where we're coming from. We make an effort to see the world from each other's eyes so we can actually, like, you know, have a white flag coming in and saying, yes, okay, I see you, I hear you, I understand that, and then be able to expose the way we feel. And I think that's the work that we all need to do, the understanding, the wanting to understand each other and ourselves. Yeah, and I think that leads on to point six, unless you understand, again, like we said before, who you are, you can't stay consistent. You know, if you'll keep uh, change, swapping and changing, that doesn't help your partner know where they are. So you do really need to get to know yourself first. And you can only get from another person what you're willing to give yourself. And I think in point seven, embrace the ordinariness. You know, relationships... They're not a romantic movie. You know, it's where the ordinariness is can be the real important intimacy. You know, that day-to-day lovingness of sharing life with a partner can become extraordinary. Someone that does think about you on a day-to-day basis, someone who does consider your needs, someone who does actually care if you're having a good day and really care. You know, those little things that you do for each other every day you know, before your husband goes off to work or you go off to work and they say, I hope you have a good day and they mean it. You can tell when someone means it. And I think those little things of someone really caring is worth all that work. It is in the little things. I think, again, we all expect those grand gestures of love to be happening on a daily basis. And truth is, they don't. Yes, you will have those moments and they will be, jaw dropping but it is in the little things and again I think that's when you discover that you are with the right person I know for a fact that whenever I see my partner playing with our children my heart fills with love and I could not love him any less I absolutely adore him and it's because I'm seeing the way he is as a man and as a human being and the love that he's got for that family that we have created together. And it's not something that he's doing in particular. It's just the way things work, the way that he's making them laugh, the way he is laughing by playing with them. is those little things that I look at that, and to me, that's a picture perfect. And it's tiny little moments that stop, start filling your heart and your life with, with love without even realizing it really I think that's really looking for that though as well isn't it and if you're always rushing around doing 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 and not being you miss those moments and you know that kind of sums up what I believe about relationships it is about focusing on giving love and giving love is about looking for the best in people and when you look for the best in your partner you see the best in them 
So genuine happiness is not about feeling good about ourselves because other people love us. It's more about how we have loved ourselves and others. So really expanding our heart and finding, you know, real love is about looking for the good and looking for those, you know, genuine moments of what our partners bring to our lives and how they do create that magic, especially if you've got children as well. You're expanding that love to, you know, your young ones as well. Magic is everywhere. We keep thinking that we're going to have this big moment, this big revelation, but the truth is magic is everywhere. You just need to pay attention and look for it. It's as simple as that. Do not expect that big revelation, that big aha moment, because truth is probably is already in front of you, but you're just expecting something bigger. So, you know, tapping on onto one of the points you brought, leave the expectations on the table. Do not expect, just leave, just feel, just be in the moment and appreciate the things for what they are. Because if you keep living on an expectation basis, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, totally. And you miss the moments when you're always expecting because you're in the future, aren't you? So everybody, thank you for joining us today. I would just like to leave you with a one powerful coaching question for you to consider. Where do you have the most potential for improvement in your relationship? If your relationship feels like it's losing its spark or you're arguing all the time, get help. And if your partner doesn't want to get help, start with yourself, getting happier with yourself. And this will hopefully inspire your partner. I have witnessed with friends and clients when they get emotionally and physically healthy and happier, their relationship improves. So thank you for joining us. Keep tuning in for more. We will put a couple of books in the notes for you that you can go to to help you with relationships. We thank you for all your support. We are beyond appreciative and keep loving starting with you and the love will overflow. See you next time.